0: Hi, my name is Drianne Arney, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker working in private practice in the state of Florida. Welcome to the Cultivative Conversation podcast, where I engage guests in deep conversation using questions designed to assist with building healthy relationships. These questions explore themes of gratitude, nostalgia, sharing, and learning to invoke togetherness and intimacy through conversation. On this episode, I am joined by my friend Norma. Norma and I met in college. I believe it was undergrad, possibly
1: our junior year. Is that right, Norma? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Junior year in college. Um, and since then we have had many, 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 many fun <laughs> adventures with each other. Um and based on you know what our friendship looks like, I'm really excited about being able to get through this interview. Uh, being able to ask you some questions that we probably have never talked about. Um, And hopefully we'll get to reminisce and share some of the experiences that we've shared uh, with each other throughout our friendship. Sounds good. All right. So I'm going to explain to you how the conversation is going to work. Um, I have a list of questions. I'm going to ask you to think about five numbers that fall between one and 50. Each of those numbers will correspond with a question and our conversation is gonna be guided by your responses to the questions and any response, feedback, or question that I have about your responses. Okay. Okay, all right, so do you need a couple seconds to think about your first number or do you think you have it? I got one already, I'm ready. All right, what is it, what's your first number? 14. 14, okay. How do you feel about
1: your relationship with your father? With my father, ooh, that's a good question. So now my relationship with my father is the best that it's ever been, um, and I think we've had these conversations in the past too. Um, yes, I just feel like growing up, my father, my parents, my parents are still together. Um, I had you know both my parents in the household, but I just felt like my my relationship with my father. Um, lacked an emotional aspect. Uh, My father was very hardworking. He was a provider. He made sure that I was okay. But I I feel like on an emotional level, we just never really connected. Mm -hmm. And I I think the true test to our relationship was when I moved away for college. You know, they say, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I can definitely say that me moving away Helped our relationship, even though to some people that may sound you know odd, but for my father and I, our relationship grew, and I think he began to see me as an adult and not just his little child anymore, not someone that he felt like he always had to discipline. And now, you know, I'm in, I'm 30 now, I don't mind putting that out there, I'm 30 now, <laughs> um, and It's definitely, it's not perfect, but it's right for us. It's right for the two of us.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. We have definitely had conversations about what that dynamic looks like. Um, And I'm really happy to hear that, you know, you feel very, you know, at peace with where your relationship is at with your father, because I know that it wasn't always that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was going to ask you, what is it that you think has changed? Because it sounds like your dad has been able to find ways and places for himself to connect with you, to find connection. Um, And I know that we have talked about how we've noticed that the dynamics that our parents had with their parents have shown Uh up in the way that they have developed their relationships with us. Um, So I'm, I'm glad to hear that he that you both have been able to work together to get to a place where it looks the way that you want it to look, that it feels um, a way that makes you feel good about it. Um, Because hopefully, you know, that will translate into the relationships that you have with the generations of children to come. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely, um, it took, it, it wasn't easy getting to where we are now. And to be honest with you, you know, there are things that he's done to me, that I've, I've forgiven him, but it's, we've never had like a sit down conversation to be like, dad, these are the things that I felt like you've done to me. Like we've never had that one on one, but I just felt like life is too short. And I was at the point where I was just like, you know what? I do forgive him, even though I I haven't said it to his face, but I felt like I had to forgive him for myself. Absolutely. And I, um, it, it's definitely come a long way. Um, we, I think you did ask about, you know, what are what are some of the things that you know he's done to connect with me, like mm-hmm. just simple things, you know, when he we, when we check in on each other, he likes politics, I like politics, so we talk about politics a lot. Um, we talk about current events, so those are some of the things that my father and I are able to connect on, and I, I think that's definitely helped with our relationship.
0: Yeah. Mm. I bet.
1: Thank you for sharing that. No problem. Yeah, I it's been hard, but, you know, I, I, I just remained hopeful. And I think my mom was definitely a sounding board, too. She definitely helped me with trying to, you know, build a better relationship with my father because my mom she's a non-confrontational type of person Mm -hmm. and I hope (laughs) I hope I'm not going too deep because you may have had questions about my mom too but she she definitely helped in helping me mend the fences with my dad too
0: Okay. No, you can feel free to go as deep as you want to, as, as comfortable as you are. Okay. Um, and if there is a question that comes up that you might have answered earlier on in the conversation, we can always pick another question or you might find um, a different way to answer that okay. question. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But no, yeah, your mom is great. <laughs> <laughs> your mom absolutely gives like uh keep your keeper of the peace, mm-hmm. uh mediator vibes. And so not only have I, you know, been there to experience some of that um, but based on how I know your mom I can absolutely see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so what's your second number 23 23 all right what is one thing that you think makes lasting friendships
1: one thing ooh, just one thing um I guess communication communication um i know that may sound broad but staying in touch with each other is one thing that i think makes lasting friendships personally for me my closest friends are not people who live in the same city as me and it, it's been like that for the last 10 years and you know my oldest friend is a friend from middle school, my someone that I consider my best friend. And she's the closest friend to me in terms of um, proximity. Um, she lives um, in Central Florida as well. So for me, I, I think just putting in the effort to reach out, you know, we all have busy schedules. And I, I think all of my friends are understanding of that. And I'm thankful that I have friends who understand I may not be able to, you know, call you every day or text you every day, but we all, excuse me, we all have that understanding that, you know, we're there for each other and there's no hard feelings if we don't hear from each other. So I, I think communication is big because that's definitely helped me in maintaining, you know, my friendships over the years.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, absolutely. <clears throat> And I I think it's important that you you mentioned, you know, the role that being able to maintain communication, being able to check in um, has played, especially in your friendships where there is distance, right? Distance usually calls for us to be more intentional about what that looks like um, and also to show empathy. I think that's what you were hitting the nail on the head about is being able to empathize with each other and knowing that we are all... Working, we're all trying to figure out our ways. And sometimes that means taking more time than we would like, you know, between phone calls, between check ins, but also knowing that that distance in time doesn't mean that we no longer care about each other, um, that we're no longer there to support each other. And I know that every time that we have check ins, that's all that I feel is the Mm -hmm. care, the support. Um, And it doesn't feel like it's been as long as it has been when we do finally get back to checking in. Right.
1: Absolutely. I, um, I take my friendships very seriously. I didn't have, I, you know, although I'm not the only child, I didn't have my siblings around. So I grew up in the household as an only child. So I, you know, I did seek friendships where I, you know, felt like, you know, I think that I could vibe with this person. And, you know, now that where I'm at now, all of my closest friends, I consider them like siblings. Like, you know, most of my friends know my parents, if not one, mm-hmm. both parents, you know, and my, my mom speaks highly of my friends as well too. So I just, I just really, friendships are really important to me because I'm, you know, I'm not really as close to my, um, my immediate family. I'm close to my parents and some cousins, but my friendships, they, they re, they really mean a lot to me. So I make it a point to make sure that I'm being intentional about, you know, cultivating real relationships and just maintaining them, being authentic and, you know, just being true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And definitely shows in how you show up as a friend. So as your friend, I want to make sure that you know that we feel it, we see it, and we appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) All right. So what's your third number? 30. When was the last time that you cried?
1: Last time I cried was yesterday. Okay.
0: Are you okay with
1: sharing why you cried? Okay. It wasn't anything deep. I was watching watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Okay. I'm being honest. And... And oh gosh, I feel so silly sharing this, but um, it was, it was a show, it's a show that I enjoy watching. I'm actually binge watching it now. And I, they were talking about Uncle Phil. And Uncle Phil is just, he, I feel like he is a groundbreaking character in the culture in the last 30 years. And, you know, they were just doing a tribute And I don't know, for some reason, I was just, I just became emotional because I just know Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and seeing all of those castmates and the characters together at that reunion, it did feel like, you know, he wasn't there. So it just felt like they weren't complete as a family Mm because Uncle Phil was around, you know, the show, every episode. So I, I just became emotional watching that and also seeing Will and Janet Hubert, the original, you know, Aunt Viv reunite, that really touched me because I didn't, she, you know, she's, I don't want to spoil it, but she speaks about some of the things she endured after she left the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I just, I just felt like it was a, a, a human moment to see both Will and Janet come together and, you know, just hopefully they can bury you know burn all those bridges and even if they're not friends but just know that they're at peace and um and that you know they can coexist so that's the last time I cried and those were the two reasons why
0: (laughs) well thank you for allowing yourself to feel silly (laughs) um while also you know going through it and sharing that um but yeah I don't think it's something that you should feel bad about because I think When I think about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think about how connected me, my brother, my my cousins, my friends were all and still continue to be um, Mm -hmm. to that show. I mean, let a rerun episode come on and that hour belongs to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Just because so many of us are connected to the show, to the characters, especially Uncle Phil. I know when he passed, um, that hit a lot of us. Yeah. Because we felt like we were you know, losing someone that we cared about, that uh-huh. we in some ways felt close to, or that we could relate to having a character like Uncle Phil in our own lives, or I know a lot of us wished that we had an Uncle Phil. Um, and so, yeah, I I haven't watched the reunion episode. Um, I imagine that there are a lot of people that are watching it that feel connected and may even get emotional about it. So I'm looking forward to watching it, and I thank you for sharing that because... um I think it's going to help anyone who listens to this and ha- that has a similar reaction to it maybe feel a little bit better. At least yeah, hopefully.
1: for sure. Yeah, I think, you'll, I think you'll enjoy the episode. And I think even just, I, I've seen some comments on social media and it seems like people are really enjoying it. I, I just think like it's perfect that the 20 year, not 20 year, 30 year reunion f- falls in 2020 amidst everything that we have going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So- I just think that it was perfect when they dropped it.
0: Yeah. You know, I didn't even real when I when I read, it was a couple of weeks ago that I read that it was the 30-year reunion. Yeah. It hit me like <clears throat> it's been 30 years yeah. and I'm 30 years old. Exactly. And I remember being old enough watching the show. I remember the episodes. I remember everything about watching it. And yep. just to realize that, yes, I was young enough to be young <laughs> watching the show, but mm-hmm. I'm also old enough to have lived- to their thirty-year reunion is crazy. Yeah,
1: it is crazy because the the pilot. I think the pilot premiered in September of 90, 1990. and I think the show had six seasons. So you know, we're we're the same age. Just think about that. Like yeah. like you said, that sh- we we lived long enough to experience the show, even though it wasn't on. I'm pretty sure we yeah. weren't watching it while it was in syndication. You know, so. Yeah. It, it it just goes to show how, um, how important of a show it was and will continue to be. It, it's just a show that will have an impact for generations to come. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. All right. So I think we're on your fourth number now. Okay. I have 35. <clears throat> how do you best connect to others? How do I best
1: connect to others? Um, I would say, like in terms of like, like when I'm first seeking like a relationship with people, or just. Or, I would like,
0: encourage you to think about mm-hmm. um, the things that are typically present, the things that you find in other people or in those interactions that uh-huh. make you feel like you're connecting to them.
1: Okay. Um, I would say one for sure is, um, people who may have had similar upbringings, um, similar, um, similar upbringing, definitely shared interests. Cause when I I think about the people that are in my life now, most of us, are children of immigrants, if I, if I'm thinking about that correctly. Yeah. So I I just feel like, you know, when you meet people, you know that, you know, they're, they're not, okay, let me stop. I would say definitely people who have, who've had similar upbringings. And then eventually, once you get to know those people, things start to come out of them, whether it be oh yeah, you know, I speak a different language or, you know, I my parents are from here or I grew up here or I went to school here. So I think the first thing that will definitely connect me to people would be, you know, similar upbringings. And then from there, once you get to know that individual, you start to pick up on other things that you may have in common. And um, definitely um, at that point, sometimes, Most of the time, you know, you'll you'll spark a relationship from there or a friendship from there.
0: So it sounds like what you're saying is what tends to connect you to others um, is similarities in the way that you grew up or the way that you were raised. And it sounds like you were able to make a connection between, um, you know, our upbringings and the Uh relationship where our parents are from or Uh what their cultural values are play into how they raise us.
1: Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think if I think about it, I think most of my friends, um, especially my closest ones, are also children of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of uh, value to what to the connections that you've made and how that shows up for you.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So we made it to number five. What's your fifth number?
1: Forty seven.
0: Tell me about a challenge you've been having at work or school. So I imagine for you, it'll be work.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Work. Um, I guess one challenge right now is staying engaged. Um, I've been at the job for three years now and I know that I'm not going to be there long-term, but still trying to stay engaged in the current position that I'm in, you know, giving my all and doing the best job that I can. Um, I think that is my biggest challenge. You know, we've had this conversation before too, like, you know, ultimately what I want to do and, you know, where I want to be. And when you don't see it right then and there, it, it does become challenging to, mm-hmm. to stay focused and work. I mean, I work at a great place. I have great coworkers. I have a great, I have great leadership. I have a great boss, but when you know that you're supposed to be somewhere else, and you're not there yet, it can be challenging to want to wake up every morning to go to work. Mm-hmm. And um, but, like I said, thankfully I do have a positive work environment, so it, that does help with you know getting through the workday. But I would say my biggest challenge right now is just staying engaged because I just know that there's more for me and I'm not there yet, but I'm still trying to get there.
0: Yeah. No, I I think me and a lot of people can also relate to that being challenged by, you know, being where you are in the present, but also having your eye on on the future and that goal that you have, that place that you want to be but still having to remain motivated in the present so that you can get to that end goal that you can see.
1: Yeah. And my friends have definitely um, been the ones to, to really push me to step outside of my comfort zone. Like for you, like you've, I've always admired you for being one to, you know, to to just step out and figure out what it is that you want to do. Like I've always been really like cautious and not wanting to to feel like I mess up and then I'm in a position where you know I'm screwed pretty much. So mm-hmm. I've learned from you know from my friends that you, you you have to to just take that leap and things will work out. And if they don't, so be it. But you don't you just don't want to have that regret later. Th- you know, later on in life that, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, like, I wish I would have done that. And that's where, that's the way I'm operating now. I I don't want to have any regrets when I get older, looking back on the previous 20 years. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think that there's anything that you could do, maybe think about or say to yourself in those moments where you're feeling less motivated um, to help you feel like there is more (coughs) balance between where you are right now and where it is that you see yourself being um what
1: I do in those moments I I look back to where I was and where I am now and I've I can you know say that I've taken steps they they may be baby steps Mm -hmm. I think I'm looking for you know those giant leaps but I, I have taken baby steps in terms of learning as much as I can networking So, when I have those moments of feeling, you know, like I'm just, I'm just like over it. I don't want to do this anymore. I have to, I have to pause and like meditate and just reflect on where I was 10 years ago, you know, because I've definitely progressed in the last 10 years. So, those moments help me when I just, you know, sit and just reflect on where I was not maybe just even five years ago, like, and be grateful for what I have now, because I always say things could be worse. I could be in a position where I'm unemployed, and I really struggling for a job, you know, so Mm -hmm. I I try to be grateful in a sense, because things could be worse. And there are people out there who are struggling even more than I am.
0: Yeah. No, I think that there is a lot of value um, found in being able to celebrate and highlight the small wins. Yeah. I, I think my clients may get sick of me saying that all the time, but I always encourage celebrating the small wins because it does take those baby steps to get to that, that I don't like to call it a final place, but to that place, that Mm -hmm. that that finish line that you have, um, you know, in your mind that you can see that may be presenting as a barrier right now to your ability to feel motivated. But yeah, I absolutely have to agree those those small steps that you have taken that you continue to take are all valuable because, you know, they're almost necessary in order Mm -hmm. for you to get to where it is that you're wanting to go. And it yeah. can get really easy to forget that you've done those things. I was having a conversation not too long ago about how, um, I, I think I always have this conversation, about how like it can get so easy to work so hard towards something. And then once we accomplish it, it's like it never happened because we're already focused on that next thing. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, it, that's so, really true.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely important to take some time. Like you, you say you do, you reflect and you meditate on, the fact that you have come so far and the journey that you've traveled up until this point is just as valuable as the journey that you see
1: ahead of you yeah because look at us like we how long did you move ago? was it three years ago that you moved from where from Orla- you know, I moved
0: a couple times wait
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true from here from um orlando from
0: orlando yeah um that was in two 2000- thousand was that eight? No, that was two thousand seventeen. That I left seventeen.
1: Okay, so yeah, it's, it's even when I think back, you know, three years ago, like, look at what you're doing now. You know, like, yeah. got your podcast and, yeah. you know, I, I, yeah. I like you said, you you have to celebrate those small wins because those small wins will get you to where you are and where you want to be. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, I see you in that place where you want to be too, Norma. So we're going to stick to this journey. Yes. And we're going to get there.
1: We are. We're going to get there. Yeah. I try not to let, you know, I don't think that I'm old. I don't think think we're old. But, you know, there's just that stigma that, you know, when you reach a certain age, like Mm -hmm. you can't do certain things, like you have to, quote unquote, settle down, whatever that means. And... I'm like, no, like I've got, we have goals, like we're very goal driven and we, we just expect so much more out of life. And I just appreciate having a circle who has that same common goal of just trying to get better every day and not Mm -hmm. remaining stagnant. So I appreciate you for being in my life to be that sounding board and to, to be that example, because I I know what it took for you to get to this place. And, you know, we've, we've, we've had those conversations when you were still living here about, you know, jobs and just trying to figure it out and navigating the workforce out of college. So, you know, kudos to you. Kudos Thank to you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And know that I am able to show up in that way because of, you know, what you bring to our friendship too. One thing that I've always appreciated is that I always like felt comfortable just being me. Right. Mm -hmm. Nothing that I said that I ever say is too crazy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like none of my ideas ever seem like too far out. Um, I just I feel really safe in the friendship that we have. And I think that that has allowed me to be as open um, in the way that you've been able, like, I guess, to appreciate in our friendship. So I want to thank you for that, too know that you I, I couldn't show up the way that I do without you giving what you give. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, Thank you my homie
1: man. For <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. P. So P. We P. made it through <laughs> Home down. <laughs> oh <my laughs>
0: Thank gosh. you for that. <laughs> um we made it through your five numbers, but I do have a question that I ask every guest to wrap up. <clears throat> okay. Um, What is one thing that is important to you when cultivating relationships?
1: One thing that is important to me, I guess, I guess it kind of goes back to a question that I answered earlier, Um, just finding similarities and commonalities um, when it comes to cultivating relationships Um, I'm going to just speak on friendships right now. So um, for me, you know, I'll use our friendship, for example. So we met in college. I think we were in a a college course, junior year. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually we learned that I went to school with one of your relatives Yes, and we learned that we were both from Miami. We learned that we were both Haitian American, and I think that that sparked something there. And then eventually, we learned that we had same interests in terms of um, just our backgrounds of you know volunteering and serving. So, you know, like going back to the first question, I, I think for me the biggest thing is finding similarities. And possibly, you know, cultivating relationships from there. Obviously, you know, you're not going to think like all of your friends. You're not going to have the same opinions. But finding similarities and um, I guess from there, figuring out if this is something that you want to continue. If you feel like this person will be an asset in your life. If you feel like you will be an asset to their life. And then, you know, eventually trust, trust comes, falls into that as well, too. I think trust is a big, a big um component. So I would say finding similarities and, you know, figuring out if this is someone that you can trust.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I do believe that you, um, this question called for you to almost reiterate what you had already Um, answered before Mm -hmm. Um, but that added trust I think is also important right because it's important for us to be able to trust that these are relationships that are safe for us to be in yeah um, that as we grow and as we change that we can trust that these people will continue to support us um, will continue to show up in the ways that make these friendships um, as fruitful as they have become
1: absolutely absolutely
0: All right. Well, that was the last question. Uh, I really appreciate you, uh, joining me for this episode. It's pretty cool because I think you were listening to my brother's episode and then you were texting me about it. And I said something like, well, you know, you're free to come on. And we scheduled for us to get on this call just a couple days later. So (laughs) that made me feel really good. (laughs) I know I've been really excited about this. Um, and I didn't really expect, uh, everyone else around me to be as excited as you guys have been. Um, and so I, I really appreciate you, you know, being as invested in what's important to me as I am um, enough to make the time to join me. And I, I really appreciate it. I see now I can't talk. I yeah. really a- appreciate it. <laughs> um, and I'm really happy that we were able to have this conversation because it is, it has, it has, It feels like it's one that we have had before, Mm -hmm. Um, but knowing that we're being intentional about asking specific questions um, feels good, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, you know, inviting me and I look forward to listening to more episodes. I'm really looking forward to see who else you bring on. Um, So I'll definitely be I'll definitely be listening and tuning in.
0: Thank you. Is there anything that you want to share before we sign
1: off? Um, I would just say I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. It, it, you know, it just seems like you are really happy in a place that you're in right now, and I can't wait to see where this takes you because you're going to reach, you know, an audience that I'm pretty sure you never expected that you would. So the sky's the limit and I'm like, I can't wait to see, you know, how this takes off. Thank you, Norma. Anytime girl. Thank you. <laughs> we uh, shall talk again soon. All right. Take care. You too. All right. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining me for this Cultivative Conversation. If you have not already, please subscribe to the Cultivative Conversation podcast and share this episode with a friend.